Welcome to Envision from United Way of Greater Charlottesville at News Radio 98.9 and 1070 AM WINA. With Price Thomas, I'm Robbie Respetto, coming to you right here from downtown Charlottesville. We want to thank our sponsor, Jamie White Real Estate, and with that, Price. So we are in the studio today, episode nine, I think. They they keep letting us do this. Um, we are here, and so this is usually the, the part, if you guys have listened, where I say we're here with our guests and I introduce them because they have a, you know, a job or a way you know them or somehow. This is a weird one because uh, I'm just going to say we're here with with the one and only Juan Diego Wade, and I don't have enough time or like enough, enough bandwidth in the cloud to sort of list all of the things in which you are involved, but I will ask you, and Libya yelled at me last week, she said, this is the worst question, but I'm going to ask you, you as a man who people know you from like a, a million different ways you know yes. right now today on june 10th 2021 if we said what what is one Wade into today just tell us kind of the the latest and greatest well wow, that that is a, a good question um i am you know i, I kind of call myself a, a humble public servant because i really like serving the public and of course i i've, I've just been um past a democratic primary to um, run for city council in November, so I'm still kind of on a election high from that. <laughs> yeah, you can't see him. And, He's like and, grinning and yeah, doing push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. But what that allowed me to do over the last several months, in addition to my nonprofit work, is really talk to a wide section of people about different issues in, in the community. And of course, a lot of that really centered around um, equity. Mm. Um, equity was related to health, to economic um, development, to to transportation, to the environment, I heard these these different things, and and I was so happy to know that you know in these different areas that you know what I said I have a voice in that I have experience in that that different areas where I could make a difference with my background of mm-hmm. working with different organi- organizations that I could come to council and be able to have a, a voice in in that. Um, and the wonderful thing about it is in, in this community. Is that I won't be able to? I, I don't have to do it alone because there's so many people in this community that are that are willing to to help. Mm-hmm. We uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the next step of that. We hear you know people talk about equity a lot, and it's yeah. it's become sort of the topic du jour among you know sort of people and politicians and organizations. Yeah. You know, and everybody's doing DEI training and this and the other thing. We're committed to diversity, but you know, for you as someone who again has been in the public for a very long time, has worked with a bunch of organizations, what in your experience and or what would be your advice of like actual actionable steps that these people, organizations, institutions can do and take so it's not just, you know, kind of lip service. Yes. And so equity has been on the radar probably for the last three or four years in different conferences and meetings and trainings. Everyone has different definitions of, sure. of equity and mm-hmm. what it means. And and some of them are fancy smancy, as I say, you know, it could be two or three sentences or a paragraph um, and others are quite short. And I kind of developed my own um Definition is mm. it may not be original, but it works for Juan. It, it works for Juan Diego Wade, and it's for me is giving people what they need to make things equal. Mm. And for each person, that may mean that might mean something different. Right. And so, some examples of some things that we can do that we've done in, in my kind of role in on the school board is that we know that that some of our kids needed computers right. to make things equal. Some of them needed internet to make things equal. Some of them needed food so yeah, that they could sure. have the energy to make things equal. And so what we did, you know, as a community, we said, okay, you need resources. They donated money so that we could get by hotspots. Ironically, some of the things that we're doing now is that we actually are putting Internet services into homes mm-hmm. because hotspots are good. But when you get 
brother, sister, mom, dad, and everyone else, that it kind of slows mm-hmm. things down. So mm-hmm. we, we're getting those things together. Um, in others, it might be, if you're looking at it professionally, it might, um, that equity may, may mean when you're writing the job description, it's like, does it? Do you really need seven years of, of um, <laughs> experience? Do you really need a, a, a master's degree? So really look at those mm. equity things, uh, those descriptions that may be an impediment to making your um, uh, office or your environment more um, diverse. Mm. Because mm-hmm. we know that um, there, there are things that will prevent that um, from happening to, to, to put everyone on, on an equal field. Mm. I have a question on that. So they yeah. say inclusion is being invited to the dance and equity is being asked to dance. So yeah. I would say with the platform you have, so what what are you, what do you think about equity, right? The actual having power of voice mm-hmm. and how have you developed your power of voice over the career? So I've been involved, man, in this game, in this community for, for nearly 30 years. And and I am very observant and, and now I'm, I'm fortunate because I have ascended to leadership roles, but for many years I sat back and saw how decisions were made and saw how people, you know, use their power, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. And and now that, you know, I've ascended to power, I know that, you know, when I'm in a meeting and and I and I see that the table is not as diverse. It's like what 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 what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Are we making the meetings at a time that is not conducive mm-hmm. to a lot of people? Are we are we asking our board members to ask their friends to be um, members and not, you know, we're kind of keeping it, it closed. And so now I can kind of take a reflective look and say, what what can we do in this organization? How can we expend our resources to to level the, the playing field? And it takes time um, to do that. And I think that now everyone is more, what they say, woke mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. On, on these yeah. issues. Um, but, you know, you know, I like to say that's great that you woke, but when you get up, you got to do something, right. you know? Yeah. So it's good that action. you woke. Yeah. What what are you going to do about it? And I'm really all about actions. And, and I have the temperament, I believe, that I can be on different committees and meetings. But, you know, if I'm in a meeting or that committee after the first or second meeting, I see that it's going to be a meeting for meetings to meet. <laughs> Man, I'm going to work my way off that real quick because mm-hmm. I just don't feel like – you know, um, not that we need to get this thing done within the next week, but my time of influence is definitely not going to be forever. And every day that we don't do something that's impacting the people that we said that we want to impact. So we have to, we have to really think about how we're going to, you know, um, if we're going to meet and we want to do something, we need to have, take actionable actions. And a lot of times it's going to take some money. So if I, mm. if I hear that, you know, there's not going to be any resources allotted to that, we just want to come up with a plan, then, I'm, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for me to be part of it. Yeah. Where do you where do you get your power of voice? What motivates you? Like who who? How did Juan become Juan? I mean, there are a lot of people that grow <laughs> yeah. up and they do great things, yes. but they don't ascend to roles of leadership and community. And to your point, have sort of this this powerful role to influence. Why this for you? That's a that's a good question. I I think that uh, I feel like I'm I'm very very blessed. I come from a, a big family. From, grew up in Richmond. Went to Norfolk State University and came here to this community via. University of Virginia in the A school and getting my master's in urban environmental planning. But through all that time, I had people to hook a brother up, help mm. me out. Mm-hmm. And 
And I said, you know, if I get the opportunity, I'm going to help other people out as well. And so I began my um, kind of um, give back, you know, and in college to my fraternity and 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 friends and 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 still now I have people that that, that help me out. And I think that if that kind of cycle gets bigger and bigger and everyone can get you know you know you're always going to have some people that's going to say well what can i get out out mm -hmm. of it and not really give back you know you can't live your life saying well i'm not going to help others because of people like that but um i think that that's where i get my impetus from i'm very blessed i have a wonderful wife a wonderful daughter i i have i i don't need anything there's a lot of things i want mm -hmm. but I don't need anything, and and I'm in a position now that I can <clears throat> help others um, through my leadership, through um, guidance. Then, then that's um, that's what I'm aimed to do. And one of the things that I do now is that I can't do everything and be everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. and so you know, usually about the fall time of the year, you know, it's usually a handful of, of African Americans. Of, that get asked to be on different boards and, and things, you know, you know that it's, it's, it's that coming. time coming up. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I can't be on it on them all now, but what I, what I do now is that I know a lot of new people in this community or people that's been here a while that haven't been asked this have incredible mm -hmm. intelligence and, and can have insight. And so I'm asking other people. And so now this is not going to sound good. There's little wands populated in different, <laughs> you know, nonprofits in the, you it. know, in the community, um, because simply they were asked. And that was it's funny. One of that's one of the things I learned when I first got with the United Way when I started off as a loan executive helping fundraising is that Caroline Emerson, you know, she was said, you you know, don't forget to make the ask. At the end, you can have this wonderful story, mm -hmm. but at the end, if you don't say, you know what, we can't continue this if you don't donate. So if you ask, mm. a lot of times people will give. They will do. But sometimes they just feel like, man, that, that's a beautiful, wonderful table there, but I've never been invited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If mm. you invite them, they're like, yeah, yeah, this is pretty cool. They yeah. will do and yeah. give back. So your legacy is opening the doors. For other people that typically wouldn't have access to those tables. Yes. Right. You know, because yeah. I'm not going to be here forever, but I hope I want this and what we're doing to be around for a long time. Yeah. If you just joined us, you're listening to Envision from News Radio 989-1070-AMWINA. Big shout out to our sponsor, Jamie White Real Estate. Here with one way, I have two questions for you. One, they both, you mixed them into yes. to your last answer. But I'm going to go back to the beginning because you said something that's interesting. You said you had people along the way who hooked you up, who helped you out. So yeah. when, when we think about, and when I think about a lot of the work you've done with mentorship and working with youth and things like that, and then we talk about some of the kind of interventions or programs that, that schools or other, or other organizations are doing, I wonder how you feel about kind of the relative advantage of having things like you need mm -hmm. internet, you need hotspots versus having someone like you as a reference point for yeah. long for a longer period of time you see what i'm saying because yes. like i think that sometimes it's kind of like you know that affirmative action argument of like well we gave you money and we're like yeah. okay yeah. like that's not that wasn't the answer yeah. the answer was more mentorship it was understanding the world how to walk and things like that and so yeah. you know i think the question is kind of like what the, the answer is probably both and but you know i know that a lot of your time and a lot of your efforts has been spent working with young people yeah yeah man mentoring that is just such a powerful tool that i think that that we need more of our community because i think if we start them off young mm -hmm. give them the tools and empower them that it will make it a lot easier on on the the tail end 
in funding some of the programs that we do now mm-hmm. be because they don't they haven't had the foundation. And a lot of time it's just some small interventions. I'm just going to share a couple of instances where I have mentored some young people in this community where it seemed um, pretty pretty small then, but the impact that it had on mm. them was powerful. And one is, is this um, young man that I mentored. He started with him in the fifth grade and followed him all the way through the head through the 12th grade, but during that that seven or eight years, and by the way, he's finished college out a couple of years, and now he's doing great things. He's wow. paying taxes, just a contributor, yeah, yeah. volunteering. But during the first four or five years, because of the housing issues, you know, he moved every every summer. He would move. It was like different schools, and you know, like where 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 are you going, and sure. where where. Um, but you know, during that time, you get to meet his their families and and get to know them. And and one instance, because he didn't have a lot of means, and I mentored a lot of, work with a lot of different youth, and, and one youth, um, and, you know, we take, you know, extravagant mission trips with, with my sure. church youth group. And and he, and I invited him to come along um, with us. And so he's kind of intimidated because he didn't have a lot. These kids did um, um, materially. Sure. But they're all a youth, and and they all kind of make the mistakes and things. Yeah, everybody's but, weird, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But when they got to, together, you know, they, you know, we found that they were youth, and they both these groups were youth were just learning from each other, mm-hmm. you know, and they were teaching each other, and they became good friends. And and you know, it's this is kind of a Western Albemarle Monticello. Um, in in Charlottesville and and so when they get together you feel you see that youth is that that a youth but this youth that didn't have much materially well, we'll go on mission trips and and got his first um trip on on a plane got his first mm. passport to go internationally and being exposed to different things mm-hmm. and then to sure. go to college and learn in Chinese and Arabic and and just so that just opened up different things and then now to see him volunteering sure. to kind of carry that on, that is the legacy that we can do. And and it was some work for me, but I could easily fit it in with what I was doing. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if everyone could take one or two young people and have that kind of impact, spend some time with them, um, just doing regular things. Maybe you're doing some yard work or doing some volunteer work, and they can see you. They can um, vision themselves you know, being having that impact sure. on the community is really powerful. Another quick story I like to share with you is an as young lady, she was the first in her college to in her family to go to college and and this whole college thing was really confusing. The SATs and the tests and things and yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so um she was able to get financial aid to go to, to college and we were able to find different scholarships and things to couple together to get her to, to college. Mm-hmm. And and she came home for um just a couple of years ago, she came home for the fall break and they had contacted the school had contacted, given all this financial aid information. She had no idea about right. it. <laughs> yeah. And so she it's one of the things she couldn't go to her mom. Sure. You know, it's you know, one thing she was working, mom was working two or three jobs. And so I said, let's let, let's take a look at it. And so we we met at the old Spud Nuts. Yeah. You know, and so I said, bring bring your paperwork. And so we went through it, was there a couple of hours. And when she finally left, she, she was in a good place. She could go back and 
you know, back, um, it was, it's kind of a long weekend. And when she left the, the, um, the, um, waitress there, she heard the whole conversation. She was listening in and out. She was like, man, I wish I had someone like that. Mm. Someone like you when I was in high school and in college, because I, I felt like I would have completed college mm. because I didn't have anyone to go to sure. for that. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so I think that there's little things that we can do. That was two hours of my time. But if I hadn't done that, I think that I know that she would have missed some deadlines. Sure. Yeah. She wouldn't have been able to reapply yeah. for that. So it's little things that you can do. Someone did you establish that trust that they can come to you and ask questions. That's the power of mentoring to right. me. Right. And that's, I mean, that's, that's life change you know it, it was an afternoon for you but that's the difference between yes you know maybe a college degree and not which which is obviously mm-hmm. is, a, is a big deal it's um, uh, i was just gonna say it's like life affirming yeah it's life yeah. affirming i i just want to i quickly i met this woman the other day um she was probably in her late 30s she had a son that was 17 18 got into vcu mm-hmm. um single parent only child and she just kept saying you know i don't I don't even know where to start. He got into VCU, but like, I think he has tuition due soon and I'm not sure what the deadlines are. And I'm actually not even sure what the tuition is. And Mm -hmm. it's like he managed through counselors at high school to get into a college, but Mm -hmm. you know, she just didn't know where to start with the process. So back to your point, it's powerful stuff to take an hour or two for folks. just And that's sometimes sort of where the buck stops. You know, how do you register for SATs? How do you even sort of the, the kind of very kind of infrastructure things that, you know, you guys as parents have obviously you guys just knew, you know, your kids were confident that you guys would understand how to register and where the paperwork goes and how it works. Right. But again, I mean, it's something that seems very simple, which is, which is obviously she's working too jobs this mom's working two jobs nobody mm-hmm. in her family went to college this is the first child in their family to go to college right, right? so it's like yeah yeah so you don't know it's a little bit yeah fun. the um the other thing i want to talk about which you brought up is is and, and i chuckle and i'm glad you brought it up because mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you about it anyway and i asked the same question to daniel fairly who, yes. who was basically mm-hmm. like you know he is one of your one of the 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 one clones yes. Um, yes. Who, yes. who is just involved in everything <laughs> And but, you know, so I think about it and you mentioned it, that if ever in this town you hear about, okay we're running an an equity thing, we're doing a minority thing. The same names come up all the time. That's not a bad thing. And it's Mm -hmm. absolutely no shot to you guys because it's Mm -hmm. it's very well deserved. Mm -hmm. But my question is exactly that. Do you think about that? Right. Because we've created almost Mm -hmm. kind of like a model minority group of like you and Daniel and we'll call Robert Gray. And we'll go, you know, it's all Mm -hmm. the same 10 people all the time now. It's, I'm not saying it's the wrong people, but what I am saying is that how do you expand that group and how do you sort of offer that same access to other folks? Yeah, I just think we just have to 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 um, open or make the table um, bigger. We, you know, we, we look at because, you know, Daniel and I and others, you know, of that smaller group is that people know us. They, mm-hmm. they, they feel comfortable with us. But I can tell you that there's so many people out there that have ideas, but they may not fit into the norm that that we like, yep. and 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 we just have to be willing to get out of our comfort zones. And and, and we're looking for a new superintendent now, and mm-hmm. and we're getting input now on on school reconfiguration. We're talking to consultants and 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 about the public input process. And I was like, we need to take the process to, to the people, and mm-hmm. not saying, okay, we're going to have these opportunities. Because I can I can go walking in certain neighborhoods and I know that people are going to be on their porch. Sure. Uh, um, and they, but they won't come down to the council meeting. But if you stop and talk to them, they will talk with you an hour and give you the insight. And they've been residents of the city for forty sure. or fifty years, sure, sure. and they can tell you, you know, um, incredible insight. Um, but if you hadn't, if you don't go get out in the community, you would not necessarily get that. 
And so I think that part of that process is people like Daniel and I reaching out to people we know and say, you need to get more involved. You know, you have to, you know, maybe join th this board or that board or get in involved with, you know, some aspect of it. Um, but also as, as nonprofits and organizations, we have to be willing, willing to reach out and say, okay, if we really want authentic input, um, then we have to kind of take down our walls and mm. go out into the community. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. The, uh, I told you 20 minutes goes by fast, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so with that, we are done. Big uh, thanks to Juan Wade, man of uh, just an abundance of, of talents. If you have any ideas for the show, want to get in touch with Ravi or myself, check us out on social media, all platforms at United Way Seville, or drop us a note, envision at unitedwayseville.org. If you want to keep up with Juan, just look out your window. He's, he's <laughs> everywhere yeah. you are, and then a couple he places you are not. You'll yes. see him. Uh, <laughs> and also just follow him along on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Juan Diego Wade. For Ravi Respeto, Price Thomas, the man himself, Juan Wade. We will see you next week.